Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's, our caffeinated film talks. Uh, today we have my friend Kylie with us. Hello. Hi. How you doing? I'm doing as well as you can in a global pandemic. Aren't we all? Uh, so today we're going to be talking about the wonderful movie Now You See Me. Um, before we get into that, Kylie, like, uh, what do you do? Right now I work at BMI, which is a performance rights organization. So I work with music licensing. And my connection to film and TV, I was in theater in high school, which got me into acting a little bit. And since then, my appreciation for film and TV has just grown. And I recently started taking acting classes since I've graduated and I have a little bit more time now. Um, And now that I've started doing that and getting more of a detailed look at the behind the scenes of filmmaking and just scripted Um, I've started to get a different view at um, acting for the camera and filmmaking and television and it's it's definitely changed the way I watch movies yeah knowing like how stuff is done really affects when you see something and daggone the amount of effort that goes into doing like a self-tape for an acting audition and the lighting and then you (laughs) look at how bad the quality is when you're done with it and you think wow okay the amount of work that goes into actual filmmaking to get it to look the way it does it's insane oh yeah it's a lot more than people think Mm -hmm. it's been really fun like like learning about it too Mm -hmm. um yeah that's awesome so how have your acting classes been going Well, we're online right now because of good old coronavirus, but it's been fun because we've had more practice with audition simulations and being Mm -hmm. in front of the camera. And it's super easy to record everything you do when you're on Zoom and you can just screen record. Um, But it's also kind of hard to react to your scene partner when they are small and on a screen. So it's, it's been an adjustment, but it's good. Nice, nice. Uh, so... Now you see me. Yes. Uh, is this a favorite of yours? I forgot how much I liked it until I rewatched it. It's one of those movies. Yes, because I saw it in 2013, I think, when it came out. I think that's when it came out. And I rewatched it last night. And it... It's crazy, because I knew, I knew how it ended, and I knew the twist, but I still... Mm-hmm. I picked up on things that I didn't notice before. It's the little details. It is the little details. The little details are what's what make everything great. And screenplays like that blow my mind of how they come up with it and how they interweave everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All like, yeah. Totally different movie, but mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite lines from a movie. Uh, it's from Sherlock Holmes, the 2009 version. And it's a, uh, it, it's the quote it's the littlest details that are by far the most important mm-hmm. and like yeah it's one of my favorite quotes and so it's it definitely rings true for all filmmaking 
but especially movies like this which is hilarious because this movie kept talking about not looking too closely (laughs) exactly it's all about illusion Mm -hmm. and sleight of hand and look over here so you don't see me do this over here um yeah yeah no i i agree it's one of those that i know that i like it but it's not gonna be my first pick to watch on a movie night Mm -hmm. but then i do watch it and i'm like oh this movie's awesome yeah (laughs) yes especially as someone who enjoys learning magic tricks yeah um it's a favorite of mine all the time i try to sit and figure out like how they do stuff which is a movie so it's all fake but yeah it's fun yeah it's crazy magic has always blown my mind too Mm -hmm. again just the creativity that goes behind mastering a trick yeah and then as you master them and you get better at the basic skills you start creating your own mm-hmm. and that's where the creativity really comes in because each trick is a story and to have a good trick you have to have a good story with it to make it believable for people so they're not focusing on those little details that's crazy yeah <laughs> it's a lot of it's a, magic is a lot of stage performance even mm-hmm. even if you're not on a stage like even if you're just doing it one-on-one with someone it's still it's still a performance because you have to keep them occupied so they're not looking at your hands yeah as mark ruffalo kept saying they're just entertainers <laughs> yeah that's what they are that's what they are speaking of mark ruffalo I, f- I feel like he really needed anger management classes in this movie oh gosh yes <laughs> But it was a perfect ploy. Mm -hmm. Be so obviously uh, inept Mm -hmm. that they'll never suspect you. Yeah. How in depth are we getting with the twist? Are we spoiling? In depth. Oh, this came out in 2013. Yeah, they've had time. So (laughs) I was thinking that. Don't listen to these podcast episodes if you have not seen the movies. We're going to talk about everything. So I was watching it and I knew that he was behind it all. And so the entire time watching it, I was thinking, man, he's such a good actor, not just Mark Ruffalo, but his character being able to fool everybody. (laughs) Like you're in the wrong profession, bub. Go into acting. Well, that's all that it is. He's been studying Matt. His character has been studying magic his whole life. His job as an FBI agent was part of his performance. Mm-hmm. Like, he plays the long run hard. Method acting. Basically. What I like is a lot of the magic tricks that they do are actually, like, real tricks. Mm-hmm. Like, the ones they do, like, with an actual deck of cards. Like, those are real tricks that they do. Yeah, I read on IMDb Trivia... It said the card trick in the opening sequence works in real life, too. There's no editing contrary to popular belief. Mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal was considered for the role of Dylan Rhodes. Really? Imagine Jake Gyllenhaal instead of Mark Ruffalo <laughs> with his crazy eyes. I can see it. I don't know. I, I like Mark like Ruffalo, though. I think Mark Ruffalo is perfect for it, especially mm-hmm. from... Pers- so, personally, I like the second one more. If we're looking at the char- if we're looking at Mark Ruffalo's character, mm-hmm. I think the second one is great. In the first one, he's just kind of an angry person yelling at everyone. In the second one, he like actually owns it, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think I read that 
the cast was originally supposed to be older. I think the four horsemen were going to be older and then they made them younger. And I'm trying to find who the actors that they were talking about were. That's funny because I feel like for a lot of movies, it's almost the other way around. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we wanted them younger, but then this actor auditioned and it they were perfect for it. I do know originally the four horsemen were supposed to be all male. Oh, yes. Philip Seymour Hoffman, Jim Carrey, Hugh Grant, Sasha Baron Cohen, and Colin Firth were considered for the lead roles before it was decided to go for younger leads. Wow. I know. I'm just trying to... I don't know how well it would have worked with older people. Yeah. Like, there's a great lineup. Mm-hmm. Especially, like, Hugh Grant. Yes. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know how well the storyline would have really fit. Mm-hmm. Especially characters like Jack, who's a street urchin. Yeah. Like, no older guy is going to be hustling people for money like he does yeah he'd go to hop off the boat and dislocate his hip (laughs) exactly right can't run you can't survive a fake car chase it's like i'll catch up with you yeah can't run from the cops like that (laughs) scale walls survive a tank of piranhas although i i feel like woody harrelson was probably as far like up there in age yeah yeah, he's mid-50s. Probably. Probably, probably. I believe so. Fun fact, he went to my high school. Really? Yeah, so he went to school with my aunt. So she, yeah, she's a few years older than my dad, so I think he's around that age. He was born in 61. Yeah. So upper 50s. Wow. Grew up and living in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Did not know that. Fun fact. <laughs> he got the biggest flirt senior superlative. Did he really? Yeah, I believe he did. <laughs> well, that's your in. There you go. Get better at filmmaking. Talk to your aunt. Yeah. Like, hey, you going to your high school reunion? <laughs> I'll be your plus one. <laughs> uh, it's a small world. But no, I like to try to watch films that he's in. Mm-hmm. Just because, one, he's a ridiculously likable dude. Right. How do you feel about him being in the Venom movies? I have not seen them. I know. I have a lot of catching up to do. do. <laughs> As a kid, I was pretty impatient, and I never really sat through movies. Like, I loved storytelling, and I loved mm-hmm. acting, and I'd watch half of a movie, and then I'd go out and play pretend and finish it myself and be the characters. That's fair. So I have a, a long list of films to catch up on from my entire life, and then all of the ones that were made before I was born, and then they're still making new ones. But hey, we're in quarantine. It's the perfect time for it. <laughs> it is. It's the perfect time. I forgot he was in uh, the Hunger Game trilogy. Oh, yeah. He played the, the mentor person. Yep. Plays a good drunk. How much of that was acting? <laughs> It's more of a weed dude. Is he? He was in anger management. He played himself in Austin Powers. IMDB is like the best friend to anyone. I love it. Interested in any entertainment. Yeah. I know he went to school for theater and then Cheers was his big break. 
Mm-hmm. Before that, he was doing random stuff. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of stuff before Cheers, but still has a lot coming up. Uh, so what was your favorite thing about Now You See Me? That was a good question. I think... <laughs> I think the humor woven throughout. I'm a big fan of comedy. Mm-hmm. So the little jabs, like going back to Woody, his banter with Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. I think when you get the right cast... Um, and you get people who are naturally funny but can play serious. Mm-hmm. They they know how to put a good mix in there of, okay, this is a serious moment. But in reality, people react to humor in serious moments. So we're going to throw humor in. Yeah. We're not going to make it so serious that it's cheesy. Yeah. Because then it just seems fake. Like humans use humor as a coping mechanism mm-hmm. all the time. So why not make those serious moments have humor in them? Yeah. The interrogation room. Oh yeah. Oh, for all all of them was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I feel like anytime I watch Jesse Eisenberg, I just feel dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. He plays that kind of role really well. Probably part of his personality. Oh. Then I've seen interviews with him, yeah. and it's you can't tell if he's joking mm-hmm. or not. It's like that fine line between... So that type of person? Yeah. I never know how to handle those types of people. Because <laughs> I'm always like, I can't tell. Yeah. 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 The I think he did really good. Like, he's a fast talker. Oh my goodness, yes. And that, that plays in so well. Because if you talk fast enough, people are just like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really great for like a bringing it back to like actually magic like that you know um like that's great for those types of things Mm -hmm. i think i read somewhere that all the performances were um performed in new orleans yeah i just read the the carousel shown in central park is actually from city park in new orleans Mm -hmm. and while the theater shown in new orleans is in la Right, that's what it was. Um, they filmed most of like the shows in New Orleans, and like the whole Mardi Gras mm-hmm. chase scene was actually shot during Mardi Gras, <laughs> and they had act they had extra like casted extras, you know, up close, mm-hmm. but they just shot during Mardi Gras. So like if you remember the scene when um, Dylan ends up like climbing on top of the car to look around, yeah. like. The people shouting at him and throwing stuff on him were, like, actually Mardi Gras people that are like, dude, why are you on this car? And, like, throwing beads and alcohol at him. Nobody was like, hey, that's Mark Ruffalo. Well, it's Mardi Gras at night. Everyone's drunk. No one can tell. Who's this dude? Get off the car. Uh, And then, yeah, and they filmed a lot of it in New Orleans just because it was all closer. And then I think they flew to L.A. to do, like, the final stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember reading that somewhere. The music was really good. It was. Brian Tyler composed it. Mm-hmm. He's awesome. He's like probably my favorite composer. He's just he's just cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like most people don't think of 
like the stereotype is almost like these old guys who just sit in a studio with a tie with a tie because it's a conductor and a baton yeah because yeah, it's a con- they're composing it's a conductor and like he composed an album for the f1 races and every year in la there's a live performance like he directs he uh conducts can thank you yeah he conducts a live perf- orchestral performance during the f1 races like how cool is that i was looking at some of the other movies he did i've seen who brian tyler oh Just so like many of fast them. and furious iron man three thor two avengers mm-hmm. age of ultron crazy DJ, rich asians crazy rich agents charlie's angels mm-hmm. which was an amazing track um this right here is iron man three brian tyler oh wow the theme piece this one is han jimmer's sherlock holmes uh for anyone curious i have a tattoo on my arm and it's uh an affinity symbol and half of it is film reel and the other half are two of my favorite movie score compositions one is brian tyler's iron man 3 theme and the other one is hans Zimmer sherlock holmes theme i did not know that yeah fun fact fun facts i am a big fan of brian tyler that's the fun fact so I remember reading back in 2013 that mm-hmm. Isla Fisher actually got trapped in the scene with the piratas. Oh, man, really? Yeah, I guess that she was actually stuck and was begging to get out, and they thought she was just doing a really great job <laughs> acting. It looks so real. Let me verify that real quick, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she said she feared for her life when a stunt went horribly wrong. The scene demanded she bang desperately on the glass walls to give the impression of being in distress, but when her chains became entangled, she revealed that she started to panic for real. She was unable to reach the safety button that would have drained the water. So she was completely underwater? Yes. Wow. She said they had a guy who was off camera, but he was a long way away with a can of oxygen. So by the time I realized I couldn't get up and beckoned for him, I realized that I had run out of air. Oh, she knew man. there was a kill switch nearby, which would have drained it, but she couldn't reach it. Um, luckily, I managed to get free and stay level-headed and got out before it went even more horribly wrong. Yeah. So she thought she was going to drown. I mean, that's a valid... It's a very valid fear right there. And it's funny because she's... I don't know if she's still married, but to Sasha Baron Cohen, who was considered for one of the roles as a really? horseman. And that she ended up oh. being a four horseman. I feel like that would have been pretty fun for them. You know. Anything else about the movie you want to talk about? I was just reading one more fun fact. Um, in the scene before Daniel and Merritt enter the secret room. Um, Woody tells Jesse that he's a bit of a control freak, and then Jesse replies, have we met before? Which is a, a nod to them being co-stars it, in Zombieland. Zombieland, yeah. Have you seen the second one of that? I have not. I saw the first one a long time ago. <laughs> so I haven't seen either of them, mm-hmm. but I'm not a fan of zombie movies, so. Got it. We'll watch it. Yeah. It's not for me. Not for me at all. Yeah, that whole scene was great. Super funny. Mm-hmm. And then, like, even when they got into into the room, uh, 
that one. And then, again, like, the interrogation mm-hmm. is another favorite of mine. It's a very funny moment. Yeah, it's just all funny. Anything else? No, I don't think so. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming and talking about the movie. Yeah, thanks for having Great. me. Awesome. Until next time. That's it for this week, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add, send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com. Or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list, let us know what you want us to talk about. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Just look for the Movies and Mochas podcast. Have a great day, guys.